Hey mamas, it's Danielle here. And as always, we have an amazing guest with us today. Today we have the fab mom herself, Jill Simonian. Jill, how are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> nice to meet you. We're in person. This I is know. so much fun. <laughs> you guys know that we're rarely in person. So when I get to talk to another human, I'm always very much so excited about it. So this is great, great, great. Jill is awesome. So for you mamas that don't know, you need to get up all up on her Instagram, her Facebook, her Twitter feed, and learn about how she is really committed to staying fabulous after motherhood. Um, she is on all over the TV. I mean, literally, I'm in LA right now, and I'm going through, and I'm like, Jill's everywhere. Jill is oh, everywhere. Oh, that's very nice. Yes. <laughs> and also, I, I, in my in my uh, Google stalking of you, you're also in the UK at times. Do you do some TV in the oh, UK with Lorraine? My- Gosh, yes. yes. Well, okay. It's been, I I mean, here in LA, I work for CBS Los Angeles yeah. News, which is channel two in LA. And I do parenting lifestyle segments twice a week. So Wednesday nights on the five o'clock news and Friday mornings. And we talk about, you know, hot topic family issues. I just did a segment last night on screen time, which Ooh, you and I can talk yeah, about later. We need to talk about but it. But I know, but I used to, in fact, when my older daughter was an infant, and I, I talk about it in my book a little bit. I used to go to a satellite studio in the middle of the night. <laughs> no joke. I would get get to the studio at I think it was twelve thirty a.m. and do live hits, entertainment reporting for Lorraine. Yeah, in the yeah. UK. I'm telling you, and it was. I mean, it was. It was. It was. A, it was a job that I would fill in for a friend of mine, mm. and so intermittently he would say, "Oh, I can't make it. Can you cover me?" And so I would go, and it was perfect because I had an infant, and I wasn't working full time, and it was a way for me to keep my foot in the door. Yes, and sure. I would go in the middle of the night when my husband was sleeping. <laughs> And I didn't have to get a babysitter. Yes, you're right. Good Google Listen, You know what the funny thing is? You're basically living my life right now, doing <laughs> nighttime work. I'm telling you. But more, more important and even more relevant to right now, Jill is the author of The Fab Mom's Guide, How to Get Over the Bump and Bounce Back Fast After Baby. So we're going to talk about loads of things, and we're doing it in person. But I like to start off our interviews with this funny, sometimes sentimental question. Did you choose motherhood or did motherhood choose you? Motherhood totally chose me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about that. Tell us a little bit more. I was freaked out, mm. freaked out. And fab, uh, for, you know, for the fab mom, fab is, a stand, it's an acronym. It stands for focused after baby. Yeah. Because when motherhood chose me, I love the way that's such a great question, by the way. I was okay, so my husband and I had been married for about, I think, like the four months. And out of the blue, I find out I'm expecting. And I, it's like, you know, I draw, I won't say it. And, you know, unclass your classy podcast here, but I dropped a bunch of F-bombs. <laughs> I was freaked out. I was crying. It's one of the, I mean, it's, it's, I call it the, the backs, the bumpy backstory in my book. That's the name of the chapter. Cause I talk about how scared I was because yeah. we weren't, I wasn't prepared. Mm. And, um, you know, I know how sex works. It's not, you know, it's like, I don't, <laughs> if you're listening but, to this podcast, you probably do too. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but yeah, it, it really chose me. And I, I spent nine months of my pregnancy scared, the first pregnancy scared of how my life was going to change and scared about putting everything on hold and just really feeling not ready and not equipped. I'd never held a baby before. And then after I had my daughter, I, everything changed. 
for the better. Mm, and I okay. decided to sort of like, you know, I call it mom up woman. Like, <laughs> come on, you've handled other stuff. You can, you, you can figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So momming up, tell us a little bit more about what that even would, what is that song? Cause if, from my perspective, it took me a while to mom up. I think it took me after having my second daughter yes. <laughs> to actually get to the point where I'm mommy. I was like, okay, with two of them, I just can't cry through every day. Right. <laughs> so what did momming up look like for you? Like if you could tell summarize a little bit of what that looked like. For yeah. You. Okay. So momming up for me meant getting tough with myself. Okay. And I say that in, it, it, I want to say, I call it getting tenderly tough with myself because my big fear prior to becoming a mom for the first time was that two things, actually, I was scared that my career was going to like be dead on arrival gone. Um, When I found out I was pregnant, I had, I was sort of, I was going through this, like, like it was great. It it was like a surge. It was a career surge. Mm. Like I had, I had just finished this great full-time job. It was three years. I had a new show debuting on the travel channel, uh, which, you know, everyone said, Oh my gosh, it's going to be a big hit. Yeah. It lasted 10 episodes and then it was done. So that's another story. For the record, but that's a bigger like, hit than any show I've read. <laughs> no, 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 but you know what I mean? It's like yeah, you, yeah, when you're in yeah. this space yeah. and you think, Oh my gosh, my career's going great. It's going up, up, up. And I'm, I have momentum. And then with the pregnancy, it stops. Yeah. So I was, scared of that. And then I was just scared that I did, wouldn't know what to do. I mm. never changed a diaper. I had, I'd never been a baby person at all. And so momming up meant for me in my own, you know, cluttered, chaotic mind, you know, as we all have when right. we first become moms, questions, confusion, chaos, momming up meant, okay, you know what? I can handle this. I have had accomplishments in my life prior to baby mm. that I didn't know how to do before I did them that I had to figure out challenging things through school, through work, through, you know, you had, we all have challenges, heartbreak, you know, all those things that we have had to overcome in our young lives. I'm going to figure this out. This is a baby. This is a happy thing. This is a blessing. This is something, you know, stop being down on Mm. myself and let's like move forward. And so I took on motherhood is like, okay, this is going to be my job. This is gonna be, I'm going to rock this. I'm going to, you know, so that's what I called momming up and trying to stay focused after baby yeah. fab type of a thing. That's what I called momming up. I, I always tell myself in any situation, okay, stupider people than me have done this. <laughs> So I kind of applied that to motherhood. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, stupider people than me have done this. Right, right, (laughs) right. You've got this, Jill. You've got this. So I'm curious though. So, and I guess something that Kate and I are always talking about is that same feeling. That's exactly how we came into motherhood was motherhood chose us. And when we're thinking about our careers, we spent a lot of time in school and, and grinding to get there. And then all of a sudden there's this part of a woman's life, you know, where it stops. It has to stop. I mean, it might not stop all the way, but there's a certain period where even if it's just one day for labor, pause. there's a pause. <laughs> exactly. That's a great way. Um, but tell us a little bit more about what's kept you involved in your career, because a lot of times, I, at least for myself, I'll speak for myself. It's really forced me to, to think as to why I was doing what I was doing. Yes. So what about your career has made you stick with it and keep going? Well, anyone will tell you, and I will totally back it up, that working in media and television is so not glamorous Mm -hmm. at all. The makeup is fun, you know, the dressing up and all that's fun. But it is so not glamorous because of the grind it takes 
to like get one thing mm. on air. And, and the thing that, that kept me sticking with it, because let's be honest, like, I mean, as a, well, I, I enjoy working. I enjoy, I really enjoy being at home, but I also really enjoy working. And so my ideal is to so, sort of have both things going on Right. Um, to keep, that's what keeps me happy is when I am able to stay home for one day and literally clean my house. I, <laughs> it's freakish, but I like doing that. But another thing is I really enjoy working. And the thing that kept me, uh, focused to continue the television and, you know, now I branched into writing and everything was the amount of work and hustle that it took me to even break in, mm. in the first place. And every time I felt like giving up, I would think back to how many hours and hours and days and months and years it took me of constant commitment. You know, like back when I was in my mid twenties yeah. and I said, Oh, pie in the sky. I want to work in television. How am I going to get there? It's, you know, the going to the classes, the, you know, constantly emailing people to expand your network, to get an Mm -hmm. in at, you know, for someone to give you a shot, to convince people to give you a shot. That hustle was so flipping exhausting. And I, (laughs) when I thought about abandoning it or pivoting into something else, it made me sad. Like, oh my gosh, I worked that hard. I cannot turn my back. I cannot abandon it because I worked that hard to try and get in. So you've got all of that work behind you. You've had baby one, maybe two who are gorgeous big girls now. Oh, thanks. They're five and six. Oh my gosh. I think of baby, but I'm like, my girls are going to be that big soon. They are. Oh, but I'm, I'm then curious. Let's talk a little bit more about fab and that focus after baby, because it does take focus to mm-hmm. stick with, be it professionally or personally, whatever your drive is, whatever your passion is. So tell us more. I, I was, I was intrigued by the the acronym yeah. focused after baby. It's not just being fabulous. It's, right. you know, it's a good play on words. Um, but how are you staying focused? What does that actually look like? Because it's very, again, personally. And when t- Kate and I talk, it's hard to stay focused oh, on, totally. on, on anything, be it my yeah. fitness, be it my, the way I view myself. I see you talk a lot about self image. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been huge. And we should definitely talk about that as well. Just um, give me a little sense of what focused, when you thought of this acronym, what were you thinking about focus? Focus, Well, it's funny because kind of like motherhood, the acronym found me. Uh, Honestly, like when I started blogging, when my first daughter was like, you know, just before she was born, I kind of started playing with blogging and I was looking for a URL to find Mm. and I was typing in every single URL you can think of. Like I probably searched close to a hundred URLs oh for me to buy, you know, cause I thought, okay, I want a home for this yeah. blog. And I was searching everything. Everything was coming up, you know, already taken, already taken, already taken. And fab was starting to be a big buzzword. Mm. This is like in 2010. And so I typed in fab mom, it was taken. And then I typed in, okay, the fab mom. And I, and it said it's available. So I thought, Oh my gosh, we're going to buy it. <laughs> and I'll mine. figure out what I'm going to do later. And initially I really thought because of my background in entertainment yeah. reporting, I thought, Oh my gosh, fab. Okay. I'm going to write about style. Yeah. I'm going to write about, um, uh, you know, uh, lipstick and high heels and, and, and entertaining, you know, I used yeah. to love to entertain. I said, fab, it's going to be like, you know, fabulous. And then when I actually started writing and blogging consistently with a brand new baby, first time mom, I found that most of what I was writing about and what I was finding most, most joy writing about was trying to stay confident, 
and happy with a brand new baby that I didn't know what to do yeah, with yeah. and, and trying to keep my foot in my career while I had that time with a baby. Yeah. And that's where the, I, I thought, and then it clicked. I go, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to stay focused. Like this, the fabmom.com, this doesn't mean fa- it means focused, focused after baby. So that found me. Yeah. And my big thing is trying just to stay confident during the times that I don't feel confident. Mm. Like if an issue comes up or, you know, if something happens with my girl, my, we're here at my house and my, my two little girls are standing here spying on me right now. Hi. Hey, love. So, um, for me, yeah. for me, fab means, you know, the focused after baby. Oh my gosh. It's like how to stay happy, confident, in the times when I don't feel yeah. happy and confident, because we all have those days. I mean, I, I more than not, <laughs> more than not, where you. I mean, truth be told, it's summertime. My girls are in the next room. It's summertime, and I am been so frustrated because they have gotten so punchy. You can probably hear that they have been so punchy. And I'm like, ah, stop! You know, with all the love in the world. With all the love in the world. Stop! You're driving. Come on. But that the focus. Oh, comes from, even if you have the awful day Mm. where you're like screaming and yelling, the focus comes from, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to bed and tomorrow morning is another day. And And even though I feel like maybe I didn't handle something right, (laughs) it's fine because guess what? Nobody's flipping perfect. And our moms in the seventies and like (laughs) they didn't quite, we question ourselves way too much, I think. And I hate to blame the digital age, but you think it's part of it. I think it is. We're looking at other people and you know, it's like this machine that we're feeding, like we're constantly questioning. It makes yeah. us question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing that good enough. Yeah, we totally are. We're, yeah, we are doing it good enough. It's good. You know, the funny thing is, is with you being in the entertainment industry, I think it's, it's fascinating because the entertainment industry, again, is, is a, a beast of its own. And yeah. I think <laughs> the images that a lot that we get through social media and through the entertainment industry suggest that, you know, you should be able to bounce back immediately. Mm-hmm. You should be happy as soon as you have this little infant in your right. hand. Um, so you're right. There are a lot of images that women are sent images all the time, but there are women images about motherhood that I, I, I'm wondering, do you feel the pressure even more because you're in it or are you able to debunk those images more because you're in the midst of it? I, wow, that's tough. I think, I think I'm very sad. Well, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I think I can debunk those images is because I, I being in television and media, I know when there's a headline for the purposes of getting attention, views, or clicks. Okay. You know? Yeah. And there, and like so many times I think, you know, the headline is there for pure entertainment purposes. It's not there for informational purposes. It's there for entertainment purposes to get you to look at it. Like mm-hmm. if so, I'm trying to think of an example, like, uh, there, Oh, okay. Bradley Cooper, you know, the actor yeah. Bradley yeah. Cooper. So, um, I don't know if it's his wife or girlfriend, but the, his gorgeous I know, they're always baby gorgeous. mama. What, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't even remember her name, but she's absolutely stunning. There was a piece on, uh, extra the entertainment yeah. news show a few weeks ago, and it was a quick little, quick little throwaway segment where they said, "Oh my gosh, look at Bradley Cooper's baby mama back on the red carpet <laughs> just after four months. Mm. Wow, she looks amazing!" And you know, this woman's got the hottest yeah, body I know, ever. I and know. Well, okay, number one, that and a lot of uh, you know moms in the digital space 
when that story hit a lot of them, you know, I saw on Instagram, they went wild saying, this is a horrible example. Mm. Well, yes, it is a horrible example for motherhood, but being in the entertainment industry, I recognize they, they did that segment to draw attention to the project that Bradley Cooper was working on because mm. she was at the premiere and it was getting attention for his project. And they used that headline. There's a lot of connection. To, do you here. know what I mean? Yeah. They used that headline to draw attention. So you watched. So, oh, Bradley Cooper has a new project out. Yeah. That you, you see that what was, I mean? So you could see the connection I, yes, there. I saw the purpose of the headline and in the age we live in, unfortunately, that's what gets the attention, the sensational, you know, mm, yeah. th- that's what gets the attention. You know, I think um, even with a lot of the, the mom blogs that you were talking about that suggest um, that that kind of uh, imagery is not positive, I'm always a proponent of true diversity. So it's mm-hmm. okay to see the women that bounce back because there are. Thank you. There, yeah, thank they you. exist. But there's also something to say about the other side that's not presented or as much that the one, the women that have had C-sections like me, right. doesn't bounce. And me. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm like the bounce back is not happening as quickly as one would think, especially when like on Instagram, I follow, um, you know, fitness people and you see them have their babies and you see them a week after and you're just like, how is that even possible? Well, their whole life is dedicated. Their life is dedicated. (laughs) And that's the thing too. It's, you know, I'm, I've never been big. I mean, I, I I would bet. Yeah. No one ever finds, well, I shouldn't say no one. There probably are people, but I don't find joy in making other people feel bad. I think most decent people, we can all say no one ever wants to make someone else feel bad. Yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not cool. That's not, not, yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, people will be shamed and the fitness folks to speak to you, a lot of times they will be shamed for bouncing back. But The reality, and I talk about this in the book too, the reality is everybody's bodies really are made differently and genetics is a big thing. And I, I mean, I, you know, it's like there's, there's a a testament to that. No, but like everyone's different. And just because someone happened to have been thin their whole lives before baby or dedicated themselves to, you know, fitness their body was conditioned for that. So then after baby, if they are, you know, their body, the muscle memory returns yeah. to that. So much quicker. It, it does. And yeah. it's just, it's like a, it's like a freak thing of luck. I, I, it's like, I have a whole chapter in the book, yeah, tell, tell but, um, but I, I've always been my entire life. I've always been thin totally flat chested hair extensions in my hair. Cause my hair is so thin. You know what I mean? It's like, we all have our selves. Yeah. And I remember a few months after I had, and I bounced back pretty quickly physically because that's just how my body is. Made. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. But a few months after my first daughter, I went somewhere and I saw someone that I kind of knew. And this woman is famous for having a very sarcastic personality. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she said to me was, Oh my God, you bitch, <gasps> you already bounced back. And I know she was joking, but at the same time, yeah. like, that's not cool no, either. Do you no, know what I mean? No, no, The guilt for who you are should never happen. And I felt guilty and I go, Oh my God. And it, it honestly, it affected me. Like I started wearing looser clothes because I thought, Oh my God, like, I don't want people to see me in, I mean, it's always been my no, body, yeah. but I didn't want people to judge me for 
like my body being bounced back to something, yeah. some, just something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, it was really weird. It's, it's, it was like a reverse shade. <laughs> I don't know. No, it, I mean, but I think that's the thing is the way people, uh, Kate's always on me. She's like, no, it's not just moms, but I do think the way women talk to women, yeah. it's, it's often, um, even more hurtful because you think that someone else would understand a woman would understand what you're experiencing yeah. one way or another, even if your body bounces yeah. back, the emotional component of having yeah. had just baby, like that's just not the thing yeah. you want to hear. Um, and I mean, and I think that's good that we have examples of it happening to women of all sizes mm-hmm. because we, that makes it even better to say it's not just happening to plus size women. It's happening yeah. as plus size women after birth. It's happening to women of all shapes and sizes. Right. Um, but that does bring me to another component of the book that was interesting. It's um, the notion of having positive self-talk. Oh, now, yeah. It's not something that, you know, we haven't heard, you know, everyone talking yeah. about. But how how are you doing that? Like, what, what how does, because I know you you have a mirror. And, and okay, work, so there's work. a mirror. See my kitchen? So I, my kitchen, I see, we are, I've seen right, mirrors there. There's mirrors here. There's a, I have a round circular mirror in my kitchen. Now, the, I admittedly, the whole mirror thing around the house uh, I have large mirrors around my house. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's, it's not, I swear it's not, it's not vanity. It was a lack of, uh, creativity because I wanted to put something on the walls <laughs> to make my house feel bigger. Right. And so when we moved in, I put mirrors and I thought, Oh, this is like the eighties trip mirrors on the <laughs> wall and it, it makes it your house seem bigger. And then, and you know, it's like, my husband's not a fan of, um, you know, like, uh, art, you know, like those canvases yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He really, he's not a fan. So I just put mirrors on. I thought, okay, this is neutral. This satisfies like whatever. But then after I had my baby, I noticed, or I should say babies, plural. I noticed, oh my gosh, everywhere I look, there's me. There's, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you notice yourself seeing yourself yeah. more because you look different. You feel different. Yeah. So I started this weird thing where, and I'll still do it to this day. Every so often I'll stop looking one of the mirrors in my kitchen, in my dining room, whatever. And I'll be like, you are doing a bang up job today, woman. <laughs> and I'll just say, <laughs> and it honestly, like it feels so stupid and you feel like this egomaniac, but I, I, I'm, I'm a believer in this crazy world where there is so much information. We're always reading things. It's like, we're being bombarded with, you know, images and, and, you know, I mean, bad news, you know what I mean? Like you gotta have that, you gotta have that positive self-talk that just boosts you up. Yeah. And, you know, as long as you're the, you know, as long as the logical part in your brain keeps it in check, like, all right, keep your ego in check. Like, yeah, we got lots of stuff to work on here, but it uplifts you. And it, you know, if anything, it just makes you laugh. Like, I mean, try it. Like, look at, I'm going to make you do it. Oh my gosh. Look at yourself and be like, you are good today. Like, I mean, it just, it lifts you up. That I will have to try. You know, it is. It's so true that you speak it to an into existence and it's, it's just hard to, you know, when did that, did, has it ever stopped feeling silly for you? I guess. Is, no, it, it feels totally silly, silly and stupid. <laughs> but it's helpful. There, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it helps me. And I think that's the key. Like if you find the weird little things that help you through the day, like I have another weird little thing I do that lifts, lifts me up, that helps me stay focused. 
I have these, um, I have coffee mugs okay. that, uh, like I have been on the today show a few times, yes. very, sp- not recently, but sporadically. And so I got myself a today show coffee mug. Got it. And then I also have a coffee mug for CBS this morning because okay. I do the morning, morning shows show. on Friday. So I will drink my coffee out of those mugs just as a mental note. Like, Hey, you know what? You did something. I did that in yeah. my life. This happened. It takes me back mentally to remembering the excitement and the, and the feeling of, Oh my gosh, I, this mm. happened. I did it. And so those little weird things uplift me. And then I'll keep, I'll, sometimes I'll go through old photo albums of different work things that I was particularly proud of. Yeah. Like in my back room, I'll have like old photos up, not to live in the past, but just so occasionally, like I'll see them and I'll say, Oh my, th- I remember that. That was me. Yeah. And I'm still here and that, I'm still me. But I'm just later. (laughs) So, okay, you are hitting a chord with me on this one because this whole version of I'm still me is what this whole show is about. Yeah. But I struggle with it. And that's why we do it. That's why we talk to fabulous women like yourself. Um, How how are you doing that? Because I'm I'm really having a hard time with um, aligning the person that was... And who I believe a mom should be. Mm-hmm. And those two things just don't... Because, I, I mean, I talk, I'm honest on the show. Like, I, I loved a good party. I yeah. Always, always uh, say, hello. I, yes. I, 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 I am a good party culturally. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm, my family's from the Caribbean, Latin America. So, like, there's... Oh, there's, they know how to party. It's an insta party. Yes. You know, and I'm just... How does that align? How does that align when you have little... Because I think there's a freedom without children. And that's not a bad yeah. thing, but it's just a, it's just a lack of concern. You know, I'd go into big crowds and I was always the one pushing to the front of the, to the concert. Yes! You know? and, and it's just like, now I can't we would have been I know. great friends. We'd be best friends. But now it's like, I think, I think before pushing to the front of the concert, not because I don't want to, but I'm like, what happens? What if? Have you gone through that? Have yes. you felt that? What, what tips do you have for moms yes. like me that want to be that person, but your mom? So I know. And it's a weird thing because it, it goes in that whole like, like, you know, am I being appropriate? Yeah. <laughs> like that, you know, like, is this inappropriate? Should I, I mean, appropriate yeah. is a little bit of less. It's like, am I being safe? Like safe oh, is safety. always, oh, I think, yes, because safety. in the world of like Amber roses who, you oh. know, who I'm like, you know, Amber, do you, but you kind of see her and I'm like, well, appropriate, not appropriate. Yeah. I'm not one to judge, <laughs> yes. but you're just kind of like, okay, but that's her decision. But then it's kind of like, well, safety. Okay. Like, safety. Yes. And safety is a big thing. Yeah. I've gotten much more. Well, first of all, let me think of the, Okay. I've gotten much more cautious, okay. totally cautious. And that's, I mean, I think I, I don't think there's any way around mm. that because you have the babies and those are the, ba- those are your babies yeah, and you it's just, them. it is, it is a shift that happens. And, and what, I mean, what happens with me too now, even if we go to Disneyland mm. or if we go somewhere crowded, mm. I mean, you know my God, with all of the horrible news happening, my brain goes to things like that. God forbid. But, um, as far as like the whole, uh, living it up party thing, I, for you in particular, you're, you're, I mean, your little one is a baby right now. One. So one. Okay. So something, keep this in mind because this is a little tidbit that somebody told me that just helped me when your youngest child is four, you're going to turn a corner mm. and you're going to find yourself having more opportunities to be you because the kids are older. They're more self-sufficient. Uh, you feel as you know, you feel a lot more capable and comfortable in terms of handling things and navigating motherhood versus mehood yeah, and all that. Yeah. And, and it also, um, I mean, I, 
even I'm trying to th- even it's like the sleep thing. Like I mean, I'm guessing you're still waking oh up gosh. in the middle of the night. If you could so- see my face now, I'm just like, did she just say no? Sleep? You're beautiful. <laughs> Please, I open my door to let her in. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Oh my I gosh. But uh, no, it's the sleep thing too. Mm, and yeah. I mean, I have a five year old that still will come in our room. Ugh. I can't sleep. Ugh. I want you know, like she'll come in and want to cuddle and no. do all that cute stuff. But the sleeping portion of the program gets so much better when they get older, which does allow you to be like, Hey, you know what? Okay. I'm going to go out tonight and there's going to be a sitter and yeah. we're going to, I'm going to come home. The next day is a little rough. Yep, if, I mean, right? if I have a few cocktails the next day, I'm like, well, hey, did I but it just over time, the, I didn't, I didn't realize how difficult the baby stage yeah. was until now that I'm until out, of got out of it. Totally. Right. Ooh, I'll, oh, I needed Hang that. in there. I needed it. I needed Hang it. in there. <laughs> Next question. Um, Kate and I are always back and forth. We just did an episode about, you know, the bullshit of self-care. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, that's but, okay. <laughs> but it's just um, uh, really trying to figure out what self-care means for us as mm-hmm. the individuals. For some people, it is getting a mani-pedi. For some people like me, it was going to see Bruno Mars, which was epic. Oh, I'm still talking about my. that. I, that's why I'm still annoyed. I didn't push to the front. Like, he could have seen me. He could have seen me, but he didn't because I was nervous. But anyway, there's oh Bruno, I'll gosh. be back. I'll be back, Bruno. Um, but when are babies for? It will be back, Bruno. Wait for me. My husband knows. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, though. What, what does self-care look like for Jill? So self-care is, this is going to sound super boring. Oh no, here we go. Here we go. Self-care is laying on the couch or in my bed at night and watching television. <laughs> I can't help it. I, first That's, of all, you forget who our audience is. That sounds glorious. Okay, like, right? <laughs> That's amazing. I am not, I mean, I'm the first one. People, And again, going back to like the whole, the fab mom. Yeah. People see the title and they think, oh, and then, you know, oh, she works on TV. She does. I I can't, I cannot remember the last time I got a manicure. My manicures. Okay. First of all, now it's disgusting, but my (laughs) manicures take place in my bathroom, usually around 10 or 11 PM at night doing two swipes of nail polish, (laughs) just so my nails aren't naked on air. That's my manicure. Mm. I get a pedicure. Don't look at my feet. Well, probably <laughs> four times a year. You're not kidding. Well. <laughs> okay, but I—it's like the whole self-care thing. I agree with it. I absolutely think you need time to yourself, yeah. and but you just have to like I snag it. Mm. And I used to be really bad at uh, at being assertive about taking it, especially with my husband. Like I would always say, "Hey, is it okay mm. if I head out?" For an hour. That's still how I talk to and everyone. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's the number one thing. I, I, some, I, I, I don't know what happened. I'm sure. Well, no, I do remember what happened. One particular day when my daughters were three and two, okay. I had like had it. And I was like, F this, forget it. I'm so, I'm exhausted. And my <laughs> husband was here in the den and my girl, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. And I walked in and I grabbed my keys and I go, I'll be back. And I just left. And he's like, what's going on? He's like, will she come back? I know. And I go, it was just, I go, I'll be back. And I just took that time and I went, I didn't even do anything. I went driving. I went to one of the local restaurants here and I just, I ordered food. And I I mean, it was was so non-eventful, but 
it made me be assertive and it reminded me like, oh, okay, to take the time. Mm. Like you can't ask for the time. You can't say, oh, I don't have time. You literally have to be a bitch about it and just take the time. Mm. And so now, and it helps because my kids are older now, yeah. you yeah. know, it's like they're not toddlers. No, you know, they can go in the room and play and my husband doesn't have to be watching them every second. But now I'm much more assertive about taking the time yeah. and rather than asking, saying, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym at one o'clock. FYI, rather than, Hey, do you think it's okay if I go to the gym, like around this time? (laughs) Like you're mimicking me in my head. (laughs) No, no, no. I I appreciate it. Cause that's exactly how I'm having, you know, for our listeners, I'm I'm vacationing in LA and my, I'm with our in-laws and they're really eager to help, but I'm just like, I'm not sure. Maybe we can. This has actually been the only thing I was like, okay, I've got to do this thing. Because you categorized it under work. Yeah. So we have to learn to categorize the moments, the me time, even if it's only an hour. Yeah. We have to categorize that as work. That's what changed my mind. I'm like, oh, no, this is part of work. This is part of feeding work because if I don't take this time bad stuff is going to happen and I'm not going to be productive and I'm going to be cranky and I'm going to be exhausted, all that stuff. Oh, oh there's so many, so many things <laughs> I want to talk to you about, Jill. Oh my gosh, we need to be best friends forever. Oh, we are. <laughs> there was just one of, you know, one other thing, cause we're going to, we're going to make sure we plug all of this information about the book, but there was th- taking away the effort, taking away the conversation around failure. Mm-hmm. And, um, Again, something that you hear people say, but I'm curious, now that I've got a source, one of the people that are telling me to take away the F word, uh-huh. take away the word of failure in, as a mom, when were you able to stop feeling like you failed? I Don't hate me for this. I never felt like I was failing. Oh, good. No, I never not- did. And, I do, and I, that's one thing. I don't feel guilty about a lot of stuff, but that was one of the things that I, I kind of felt oddly guilty about. Like, I don't feel like I've like failed. Mm. And parenting fail is such yeah. a buzzword. And we all, I mean, we all, don't get me wrong. I definitely recognize certain things that I haven't done as well as I've wanted to, or that I said, oh, I need to handle that a different way this time or thinking about a, you know, a problem in a, in a, with a fresh set of eyes. Like yeah. there's always things that I can do better. And I'm always trying to figure out the best way to do it better, but I've never put it in the fail category. Yeah. Cause I think that's just... There's the I don't know. I, my brain, my brain, I don't want my brain to go there. Cause I feel like, I feel like there's no such thing as a fail. Mm. It's a learning experience. Yeah. It's something you tried that didn't work. Okay. Try plan B there you go. or C or D or E or F, you know, like you have 26 letters. Yes, you can, you do- can go as long. <laughs> so as the girls kind of show back up but the one last thing as a mom of two little women, future women leaders of America, right? <laughs> What messages do you want the what messages do you want to send to your your children and to your girls about Yes. About anything, really. The message I want to send to my girls. I hope you're listening people. I want you to be confident always. I'm shouting. They're yeah. not even they're turning not, they their heads. Care. They're like, whatever. They're, and they have their dolls. They're, they're like, oh, mom, we know. Okay. But I want you to be respectful too. <laughs> but I want you, no, I want them to be confident in the choices they make. I also want them, I'm really big on being nice. The first question I ask whenever they would come home from school was, you know, like what, you know, what, what was something good that happened today? And then I say, 
uh, were you nice to everybody? Mm. Were they nice to you? Was there something? And then I asked them, I say, you know, was there a part of your day that you didn't like? Mm. And a lot of times, you know, we'll have conversations. Oh, I didn't like it when this happened. And I say, okay, well, let's figure out what, what could we do next time? But I always want them to feel confident to handle the good things with the bad things, with the mean people, with the good people. You always have to be confident. That's the, that's the key. Cause I really, I didn't feel confident until I had kids. Mm. And that's so, I mean, people think I'm lying when I say that. I really, I, I, I always, always question myself, work, life, relationships, always questioned everything. And then something changed when I had kids and all of a sudden it was like, no, 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 I'm going to handle this. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, so. Jill. Oh, you yeah. are awesome. You're awesome. Thanks. Before we wrap up, tell everyone where they can find you on the social medias. On the social medias. I know. Okay. So my website is thefabmom.com and on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Jill Simonian, my name, and you can look it up on, I'm sure it's listed somewhere yeah, on your we'll podcast. We'll have it in all the show notes. Don't worry. Yeah. But let's hear it with your voice. Let's hear it with Yay. your voice. Uh, yeah. Jill, at Twitter and Instagram, at Jill Simonian. And then I'm on Facebook, The uh, excuse me, I'm on Facebook, Jill Simonian.thefabmom. That's my page. And the book, The Fab Mom's Guide, it's for first-time pregnant moms because, you know, once you have a baby, it's like, yeah, you kind of got it. You know what's going on. So this is for the first-time pregnant moms, but it's on Amazon and, uh, you know, at Barnes & Noble. And um, you can get more information about it on my website too. Jill, thank you so much for being with us. The mamas, we will have all of her information available to you. Um, Kate, we're still sending you love. Let us know when baby arrives. And... um, Until next time, mamas, love yourself. Hey, mamas, did you like the show? We hope you did. And if you did, please go to Apple Podcasts right now and give us a five-star review and give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, all at Go Ahead Mama. Check out our website, www.goheadmama.com for all the things that we're thinking in our head but haven't said in our podcast. And if there's anything that we can be doing better or topics that you'd like to hear, Give us an email at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you, mamas. Love yourself.